Welcome to 5.0, Fivefold and Beyond with Matt and Amy. In the 5.0 podcast, we're going to peel back the layers of the Ephesians 4 model, revealing a thriving church, ministry, or organization. This will help leaders to identify, work together, and implement or raise up the believers who want to move in their calling. Watch those who are in your care and they become alive with a fresh passion as the anointings on their life are revealed, encouraged, and released. We also offer seminars, conferences, and strategic advising to pastors and leaders. We'll sit down with you and help you to learn how to have a fivefold influenced church or organization. Um, also, how to identify and integrate people with fivefold giftings into your teams and into your organization. So connect with us at ihimtv.com. That's ihimtv.com. So get ready to engage as these podcasts will open an understanding, remove confusion of the fivefold, and open your eyes and heart to what you and those around you carry. Thank you for joining with us today. We're going to be talking about prophetic pitfalls. Um, we're glad that you were able to um, tune in and uh, just feel free to share and to subscribe if you haven't already. So, Amy, here we are. We're going to be talking about um, all the different kinds of, well, some of them, different kinds of pitfalls that prophets will experience or prophetic people or people in the realm of prophetic things. Um, there's some things to avoid, some strategies, uh, how to overcome some of these and so on. I'm looking forward to talking about that. Definitely. And, you know, I, I want to start out talking a little bit about um, misunderstanding that can happen. Because if you've got a prophet coming into a group of people or an individual where there's not been a lot of training on things prophetic, it, misunderstanding can happen because see, prophetic is the breath of God. It's God speaking. And it's really like God things have to be discerned by the spirit and confusion or misunderstanding can come in for someone who's not had that experience or that training. So same with you, if you're a pastor and um, you want to bring your people into more prophetic things. And this is what I find with a lot of pastors, mostly in smaller churches, but they'll want to teach it themselves. And yet they're, they are on, they believe it, but they're unfamiliar with it. They have no experience of, of anything that could bring a whole people into, and they try to do it themselves. And, and, um, people are used to listening to your voice. And so half it's going to be drone. I would suggest you bring someone in that will be able with that authority of and that grace of their mantle to be able to minister among you you'd be so much better uh, don't be insecure about it um you don't need to be you got your grace you got your calling and mantle this is why we're talking about fivefold and beyond it is accessing the rest of the body of christ the gifts that god has given to equip the people to do the work of the ministry and that's why so. God implemented the five, because he knew that n no one person carries the five. If you hear people talking about, you know, I'm all five or I was this and now I'm this and now I'm this, like it's some sort of um, graduated experience from one into the other, um, then people don't, they don't have an understanding of what it is. But when we do, and we understand that your piece that you offer is different than the piece I offer, then it's not that competition or the insecurity falls away. 
and we work together to see God's kingdom go forward. So let's access it. Let's tap into other strengths and callings so that we can see success in the growth of our, our congregation. And one thing about encouraging prophetic to happen in you, and here's a pitfall. If you're not training and teaching on it, what happens is there's a lot of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Craziness going on, different things happen because it's the spirit of God. So it has to be discerned by the spirit. And if we haven't even taught how to discern, how, how, how are people going to know? Sometimes it's off. They might think it's off or it, it may or may not be. And there's all this. So there's a lot of things happening actually outside of just the actual gift flowing there. It's a spiritual atmosphere and spiritual thing happening among among the body, among the people. Okay, but let's talk so. about this craziness for a second, because honestly, we've we all know that prophet, right? Or prophetic <laughs> and, person. And I say that you know the, this person who's prophetic or who's prophet. And I don't know if, if there's this unwritten code. And maybe you can speak to this more, Matt, because you you have that prophet in you. But this unwritten code that you got to be a little eccentric if if you're prophet. I know you have to be apostle. I know there's that eccentricity that comes in. Uh, with apostles, um, uh, you know, but joking aside, there sometimes there are some that are just really off the wall. And I think that um, lack of training does play a part here mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because we've seen it. We've seen some amazing um, people come to our, our apostolic center over the years, um, who they didn't seem to fit in anywhere. And, uh, after, you know, sitting down and talking with them, we really noticed that prophetic flow. And it's not that they were weird or, or, um, you know, didn't want to be accountable. It's that the pastors mentored. didn't know what to do with them. Never mentored. Yep. You know, and and they had these gifts and they had this stuff. And and so as a result, they kind of launched out on their own because nobody would teach them. Nobody would take them under their wing. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a big lack of it here because of the lack of understanding, I think, in a lot of churches in general to really raise this these prophetic people. Um, and so they they do sometimes go a little wingy. And I know in a lot of so-called spirit-filled churches, and hey, just because they have Pentecostal in the name or charismatic or non-denominational or whatever, a lot of them um, really, they only accept uh, tongues maybe, uh, interpretation and prophecy maybe by so-and-so because they've been there like for Sister umpteen. Sister Pula, who's been there for 72 years. Umpteen million years, and she's <laughs> the only one that does it, you know, uh, it. it you're missing out on so much. So being fearful of that, that's a pitfall from a leader's point of view of being scared of something they don't understand and you're missing out on so much that God has. But then you have these other ones that who that Amy mentioned because of no training and mentoring. Number one, it can lead to them becoming unteachable because they had to go to the school hard knocks and learn the hard way. The problem is that they uh, figured that if they're more whimsical, mysterious, and uh, this crazy approach, just something way over the top to show that it's spiritual and that it's prophetic, which that just clouds the situation. And all those statements are untrue. That's it, not true. It, it puts walls up. And then people are like, wow, that's a prophet. You know, I'm not having that. Or it, it just gives a bad name. So, you know, that's a, the first, I think, pitfall that we really want to look at is, is how do we, that's right. How do we movie, not come movie. across in a way that turns people off to, to the prophetic things? Well, yeah. Being all mysterious doesn't make it more spiritual. That's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. That, that, and, and, and again, I find I don't care if you've been doing it for a number of years. That's immaturity in the, in the mantle. 
Right. Because it's not about you. It's about the people. It's about God's people and his word being communicated. And if you do it in such a way that's going to turn people off or confuse them, um, that's not communicating God's word. So you just just nullified the purpose of what you were supposed to be there for. Yeah. Yeah. So so definitely first, it needs to be make sure that the words you're giving and your approach is grounded in God's word. That's so important. Yeah, don't rewrite God's word. It's got to be scripturally based. It's got to come from the word, really. It can't be formed because of circumstances um, or outside forces that are at work. And all of a sudden, you got a word. Get the word. And this is what I do when I work with prophets and prophetic people is you got to hear a word from the throne. That's what this is about. It's not about whether armies are moving or whether this There's economy. There's 27 different echelons of the angelic that's moving here. and Different things are happening. And then that's when you begin to open up. That's not necessarily uh, true. Remember that prophetic happening, it flows from God's heart. That's where it comes down to, not for these. So that brings us to the point then of true watchmen. Okay. They are accountable and they also have some authority. So being a watchdog is different than a watchman. A watchman. Ooh, I like that. So I teach this with my prophetic with prophetic intercessors. So a watchman stands on the ramparts of the city. They're looking out. They're alert, not just for the movements of the enemy, but also for the movements within the city of what's going on. A watchman is very aware. A watchdog is going to pounce on you the moment they're the, the moment you do something wrong in their view. Uh, they're there to correct you at every turn. That's not what God is saying. You better repent. You're going to go to hell. Uh, they're going right after you. And I'm talking about how they're treating other brothers and sisters in the body. Yes. Right. So that's a pitfall to get into. Uh, in your prophetic is you become a watchdog instead of a watchman because of certain things that formed you and that is the view that you have. So to uh, overcome that pitfall so that you don't fall into that trap, number one, you need to be motivated by love. Get the Father's heart for His people. It's a heart of love. And secondly, be accountable to authority. Don't be this lone ranger who's, who's out there fighting the fight alone. Have an accountability system set up. Yeah. Yeah. And I know for prophetic people and the Lord uh, kind of really brought it back to the body of Christ, at least in North America in the early 90s. I mean, it was happening in the 80s, but people were coming. Um, they were the first fruits. In that, churches that yeah. didn't quite accept prophets, prophetic were starting to open up in that time period. And there was a lot of teachings and we thank the Lord for Bill Hammond and different ones that began to speak on that. Things began to come and become more accepted acceptable. And so for a long time, the, the, that office being recognized again, um, you, f- you flow in the glories of that. And then along came now the, uh, the exposure of the apostles in the body of Christ. And I know prophets who've been, who are mature in areas are very threatened by apostles because they have to share the limelight, so to speak, because they were the echelon. They were it, you know, that we, this is our, hour. And now you have the apostles being um, taught on and, and being f- formed and, th- you know, thrown into the mix again, this fivefold uh, becoming. So a trap is thinking that your calling and your gift is the only one and you start subconsciously going after the limelight. That can get very dangerous. There is not hierarchy. We work together and there is the only one is our king. He's Jesus. He's the head of the church. Not our offices, no matter what that might be. Probably a pitfall that I see maybe in younger ministries, um, though in some, 
named ministries is correcting leadership in front of a congregation, bringing a word of correction. That there is sloppy. And to, to my to my point of view and experience of ministry um, for 38 plus four years, uh, 36 years, You're getting old, 36 years <laughs> of ministry. It's unwise. It's sloppy. It's divisive. It's disrespectful. All that stuff needs to happen behind the scenes. Um, we, we, like, again, correction should come through seasoned prophets, I think, more so yes. than the. And it's, you know, it's remembering emerging. that God, God has a plan set up to address wrongs. You know, there are ways to do it with restoration. It always includes restoration, but it always starts out privately, you know, and then if someone doesn't receive that, it, it does sometimes escalate into public. Um, you know, Paul talks about that when he talks about the order of, of dealing with people who are sinning and especially with leaders, too. But God always starts in private because he's not out to to. Um, break people apart. He, he wants to restore. Yep. And so we need to make sure that we're doing that in, in a wise way. Let's talk, let's talk about some different, a couple of different types of prophets. What about, um, what we call self-proclaimed prophets? Like, like sometimes people, they got a word at a church service or a revival. Oh yeah, that they're they're called to be a prophet, and, and the we're next not thing saying you know, necessarily that a person who's, who's self-proclaimed as a prophet is not a prophet, um, but we just want to, I guess, uh, put out some caution there because really, when when there's a call upon our lives, when there's a mantle there, there often comes a recognition from others even before we see it ourselves, and then we walk into those things with humility, with an open heart, um, submitting ourselves to training and development. Um, we don't just go, oh, well, you know, so-and-so prophesied that I'm a prophet. So now I'm called I go to be and a mechanic a- and I never touched an engine before, but I'm going to rip that engine apart and put it back together. That's right. Good so you luck. don't, you don't go out and, you know, print a business <laughs> card. I know business cards are obsolete. Our son will tell us, don't get business cards. I still have business cards. People don't use those, <laughs> whatever, but don't go out and and, and print a business card that says, you know, Prophet uh, Amy Carpenter before before you've had a chance to grow, because you're not going to start your mechanic business until you've had some training, until you can skillfully operate with those tools, and you're not going to get sued for wrecking someone's car that they bring to you. I remember early on, we, like we were operating, many times you're going to operate in your gifts and callings and your mantles, since that's what we're talking about right now. Um, long before it's ever recognized. And uh, I remember, I remember um, in our early days with, you know, the apostle calling uh, mantle flowing. And I remember guys coming up who were apostles and and they'll walk up to me and I remember they said, so when are you going to, so, so when are you going to step out from behind and take the responsibility for your calling? Mm. or different things like this. <laughs> and I heard that for like four years before finally one guy said, I'm going to talk to your father. He was my spiritual covering. He's my mentor and went and talked to him and said, okay, we need to release. We need to have the presbytery, the leaders. We need to be, we need to have a commissioning so that he can operate under the grace of that with that authority. And yeah, you put a big bullseye right on your back yes. but anyway and it wasn't so, that we were dragging our feet mm-mm. it was that we understood the weight of responsibility but what power we were not stepping into it lightly when peers in that mantle recognizes that even though we might be young in it 
and put their seal upon that as far as yes. we're recognizing what God has called you to and we're standing behind you now. You need to move in that. That's right. More. And when we did that, and it's not about Whew. the ceremony per se of, you know, commissioning someone as a prophet or commissioning someone as an apostle or setting someone in as a pastor or, you know, it's not necessarily about the ceremony, but at the same time, there's something that happens. And I know with us, when we came in, I know we're talking about apostle right now, but when we came into that, um, we had the understanding we were still operating as apostles before we were commissioned. Um, but there was like a fresh anointing that came on us, a fresh power that came with that mantle. And it was really, um, really a great moment. So if you feel like, you know, God's called me to be a prophet, get together with your cover and talk to them about this. And they'll tell you when you're ready. They'll tell you, okay, it's time now. Let's let's do some public recognition. And we're assuming that your covering can hear God. And, yes. And have a heart. Yes. For, for and that, and so. maybe it takes, you know, not necessarily. We're not we're not saying you have to leave that covering because if God's planted you there, He's got something for you to offer to that body and and to support and strengthen that covering. But that doesn't mean you can't connect also with some other prophets and some ministries that can help speak in and develop that in you. Um, so definitely, we want to. Uh, you know, do this with humility and walk in power because there is a power and an authority that comes when you do it the right way. So in the prophetic, we also see another pitfall. It's touched the white elephant in the room. And that is the false prophets. Everybody has pictures what they figure a false yes. prophet is. Let me read a verse and on that. And then I want you to talk a little bit more about it because I have that pulled up. Matthew 24, 24 says for false Christ and false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders. They're going to do some great stuff. Uh, it's going to look real. So as to mislead, if possible, if even possible. the elect. Yeah, if possible. And so it's false prophets may be accurate. Um, it, it, as oh, yeah. Far, as far still as delivering there something. Sometimes. Yep. Yep. It's still there. Um, just like anything um, in any of the other calling. What would make a false pastor? You got the position. He's doing mm. his thing or her thing, right? So it's the same. It's the same thing. What is it? It is a. Um, what it is is the character. It is the heart. Yes. It is the agenda, the motives, the reasons why they're doing the things that they're doing, and um, everything catches up anyway when you move as a false prophet. And so then you're only around people that can be duped. You cut off from being around people who can discern. You shut off any other authorities and peers that will speak to you to bring correction or adjustment. You're not going to want to hear any of that. Um, they're pretty well top of the pile, untouchable, their hearts. You can see that if you're used to that. It's for the ones who are not in those circles all the time or and, and they are just, you know, they become a, uh, a victim or, you know, yeah, because see, we've that. always been thought, maybe been taught, or we thought that a false prophet is someone whose word didn't come to pass. Right. And and that's not always the case, because no. first off, the prophetic words that we receive, there's a personal accountability, too, that has to take place. So a prophet can release a word to me, but if I choose not to, to pursue God and what he has for my life, I can nullify that word. Correct. That doesn't mean the, the prophet was false. Nope. It means I just didn't walk in the path that God wanted me to walk in. So it's it's not their fault. That's mine. That's on me. But also, you know, sometimes remember, prophets are learning and growing. And so sometimes they may still be distinguishing between, you know, 
the or, or learning to hone the accuracy of their word. Let me put it that way. Um, so that's why when we get a prophecy, let's test it out. Let's let it be confirmed. Let's see, you know, pray about it. Spit see what God bones. says. Let's talk to our, our leadership, our covering about it. So that that's, again, our responsibility. So it's not the word accuracy, because I know, Matt, uh, we were talking about um, a prophet. Uh, was it Balaam? who he was a false prophet, but he gave an accurate word. Right. He gave a word to the kings on how to make Israel stumble. He said, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. And he, and he gave that, that word, but his agenda was for the money. He was bought. And then he tried, you know, was re repentive a little bit, but, but that was about as far as that went. Uh, he yeah. was after it for a whole different reason. So, so. it was the heart, uh, his heart that made him a false prophet. Yeah, correct. And then you have in the Old Testament, the old prophet that knew the word of the Lord when a young prophet came and delivered a word. And that young prophet was supposed to go straight back to his place. And um, and the old prophet made him stay and everything else. And he ended up eating something that he, he shouldn't have ate. He was supposed to go home. He disobeyed the word of the Lord because the young prophet um, was honoring the older prophet elder prophet but the elder prophet was moving out of manipulation and control and that young prophet was killed on the road before he got home so a false prophet will use their mantle to intimidate to manipulate and control others and situations that's brings, a false yeah, prophet it brings bondage it brings people into bondage um it, it's uh, yeah it, it actually harms the people and so it's, it comes from that that um, wrong heart. So if, if you're doing it for personal gain, for personal prestige, that's where the falsity comes in. A lot of them have pet verses pulled out of context that they're using to be able to back up what they're saying, but it's only a few verses and that's their pedestal that they run on. Last one that we want to look at before we leave today is emerging prophets. Well, and actually that's the question that I want to ask you, Matt, is, you know, there, there are a lot of pitfalls, and there are more that we didn't talk about, but these are, you know, yeah, some are of the highlights. Again, right? Introducing but, this stuff. You know, for emerging prophets out there, again, it's hard sometimes for emerging prophets to get the training they need or find people who are willing to invest in them. So what advice would you give as a prophet to emerging prophets? And three things and then I'll make an offer. So we have, you connect with mature godly prophets. If you're able to, um, you'll be able to connect on some level of whatever that relationship is so that you can, if they have courses and products and different things that you can get, uh, to teach, to instruct, uh, just begin to do that. Um, connect with apostles that have maybe prophetic elements uh, and mantles on them that can understand the prophetic and how it used. They, they understand you prophets that want to go blow your shafars and, and go put stones underneath, you know, and is a car of the seasons, you know, guys that understand stuff. I understand. Yeah. yeah understand you got to find people that understand that. I don't do that, that stuff, but I understand people <laughs> it's that It's great do that. stuff to do. Let, let's right. be clear. You're honing your gift to be excellent. And so, you know, um, we have various things that we offer to be able to help emerging and upgrade prophets, uh, you know, mature prophets, uh, just to be able to be there to work on that. And that's go to ihimtv.com. That's I-H-I-M-T-V.com. We got information there. Yeah, because you uh, work strategic with... Strategic advising. Um, you do seminars for intercessory yeah. teams, prophetic intercessory teams. How to build that in your church, unlock yeah, that. Yeah, with prophetic teams. Um, yeah, so definitely so, that's something that um, you can offer. So if you're interested in that, check it out. Yeah, so we thanks, have the apostles. And thanks for joining us today. 
And um, may you just be blessed. Connect with us. Share this on social media. And, um, and just get the gospel out there. Get the word out there so the understanding comes to the body of Christ. And if you haven't already, subscribe on your favorite platform. Be blessed.